Welcome to Mental Health and You. This podcast brings you the best information and advice from across the Norfolk and Suffolk Foundation Trust. Every fortnight, we will hear from one of our specialist areas, be it school and parent support, the recovery college, well-being or research. Today's podcast is all about wellness action plans and is presented to you by Rachel, that's me, and Andrea. Hello, that's me. Who are peer support workers within the wellbeing service. So today's podcast will cover what are peer support workers, what is a wellness action plan, and sharing peer support workers' lived experiences of using wellness action plans to support their recovery journeys. We hope that you come away from today's podcast with an understanding of what wellness action plans are and how they can support you in your recovery. So, like I say, my name's Rachel. I'm one of the peer support workers within the wellbeing service. And that means I have my own experience of dealing with mental health challenges. And I share my story of recovery and ultimately of hope with other people with the idea that actually they'll find it useful in their own um, recovery journeys. And I'll just let Andrea introduce herself as well. Okay, hi everyone. So I'm Andrea. I'm also a peer support worker with the service and I've been in the role for oh just over four years now. Um, like Rachel, I have my own lived experience of uh, living with anxiety and low mood. And as a peer support worker, I use that experience of my recovery to help the people I work with make sense of what's going on for them um, and to help them to identify the things that are going to help them to move towards feeling better. Okay, thank you, Andrea. So today's podcast is going to be looking at wellness action plans. And if you've never heard of the term wellness action plan, I must admit, Andrea, I hadn't heard of a wellness action plan before I started working for wellbeing. Is that your experience as well? Yeah, yeah. It's something that was totally new to me when we did our peer support work training. Yeah. Yeah. So um, wellness action plans are things that can help us to actively support our own mental health by helping us to plan ahead. They can help us to reflect on what causes us difficulties and to think about what practical steps we can take to support ourselves. So again, by thinking forwards, they can also help us to have conversations with those around us regarding how we are feeling, what helps us and what things may be causing us difficulties. And if you'd like to find out more information on the background of wellness action plans, how they came about, then if you just do a search on the internet, you will find a vast amount of information and Andrea I kind of see my wellness action plan as a guide to me so you know like what we've just said it helps us to have conversations it helps us to reflect I kind of find my wellness action plan is a really good thing for me to sort of see you know what works for me what doesn't help me helps me to have discussions with people what about you Yeah, I mean, I find the same, Rachel. To me, they're basically just a set of questions that I answer about myself. So what I'm like when I feel good, when what I'm like when I'm not quite so good. So, yeah, it's it's just a reminder to me of what I already know. But actually, when I'm using it, I might not be in a place to automatically think of those things. Yeah. Um, what we're going to do this um, in today's podcast is really, first of all, have a look at wellness action plans, um, how they can support us, how we can use them. And then we're going to look at actually 
how do we do this then? How do we create a, a wellness action plan? And um, what we did is we, we asked the other peer support workers within the wellbeing service to have a think about their wellness action plans and how they support them. As um, all of the peer support workers within the wellbeing service have our own um, action plan. And um, yeah, so it was interesting, Andrea, wasn't it? Sort of asking the, the other guys um, how they used them. And um, a lot of it was sort of thinking about sort of understanding the resources that they have available to manage the mental health. Is, is that what you sort of found as well? Yeah, yeah. And also they said that they saw the wellness action plan as a resource to support them when for when a wobble hits. So when they're not feeling quite so good and almost like it's the instruction like for, for a first aid kit to them to remind them, you know, what they're capable of doing, you know, and what what they need to do now. Yeah, and I think, I don't know about you, you know, when, um, so we keep using this word recovery, don't we? I feel like we yeah. need to sort of explain yeah. that a little bit. So, yeah, when we're on this um, journey, for want of a better word, so, you know, you're at the point of unwellness and then you're taking those sort of steps forward, isn't it? I, I for me, sort of see um, recovery as, it's, it's not a straight line. Unfortunately, we'd like it to be. I don't know about yeah. you, Angie. I'd love, yeah, yeah, love I it to be a nice straight line between I feel really rubbish to oh, I feel better now or I feel OK now. Um, and in, in terms of, you know, recovery, particularly mine, um, is, you know, it, it's not that straight line. It can go round in circles. It can go forwards. It can go backwards, particularly when, you know, something comes along. Um, you know, it might be something unexpected or something that just sort of comes along and sort of hits us. And we can be in that sort of dip, can't we? So in, yeah. in terms of supporting us on that journey, like that, um, like that example, it's kind of, knowing that you've got the resources there to support you when a wobble hits or when you're coming into a dip or when recovery isn't quite going as planned is to know that actually you've got stuff there and you're capable of, of using it and you've used it before and sort of you know what you need to do now does that kind of make sense to you yeah yeah and in, in terms of resources I'm just thinking that maybe for the people that are listening resources sounds like a massive word and something really complicated mm -hmm. but we're really looking at stuff as simple as you know does reading a book help me or does having you know an, a nice bath away from the family help me um, mm -hmm. going for a walk so resources doesn't need to be anything huge or complicated does it Rachel? Exactly. And we'll find out as we go along that wellness action plans are very unique to the individual. Yeah. So I can guarantee you, Andrea, what works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you. And no, that's OK. No. And, and actually, that's all part of peer support as well, is actually knowing that, you know, whilst my story and my recovery journey is like this and this is what I do, it's not necessarily what's going to work for somebody else. Yeah. And also, you know, wellness action plans can be a really useful tool to keeping into into a routine, keeping in that, you know, remembering the things that help us and keep doing them. Because actually, when we're approaching a wobble or we're in a wobble or in that, you know, that dip, I don't know about you, Andrea, but I forget. 
I forget the things that have worked previously. I forget those tools and techniques and I can be overwhelmed. So actually, I find a wellness action plan is really, really useful. Um, like we said at the beginning for like forward planning and just to, to, to have something, you know, physical that I can look at and go, ah, oh, that's what I did previously. Yes, I'm completely not in the place to remember that now. Brilliant. I will try and put that into to action. Yeah. So we also asked the, the, well, um, the peer support workers how a wellness action plan supports them when they're having a tough time. Because like we've just said, you know, if we're in that wobble and if we're in that dip, then, you know, it can be really tough to remember what 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 works or no thinking that anything can help. So, Andrea, what did the guys come up with when we asked them that? Well, they said that it works well on the days when it's difficult for them to think straight. So it reminds them that they've got some helpful strategies. Um, they also said that it, it gives hope in terms of reminding them, you know, that they've got through tough times before. And I think we all forget that when when we're not doing so great. Oh, I know I definitely do, Rachel. You know, how am I ever going to get myself out of this? Yeah. Um, and it reminds them of the stuff that's worked before, the, the tools and techniques. Yeah, and I, I think... It's, it's also a reminder to us that actually there are natural peaks and flows, aren't they, in, in terms of this journey from, from not feeling very well to, to, you know, to having that feeling of actually, oh, no, things are, things are improving, things are getting, getting better. And kind of reminding us that it is OK not to be OK and to use self-compassion and to, you know, um, yeah, to, to do those things that are kind of, useful and they also said that knowing that they can update the wellness action plan strategies at any point so it's not like this is a document that is set in stone that never changes that doesn't sort of move with the times knowing that you know whenever their situation changes so for example certain times of the year um, people have said can make things harder so they use their wellness action plan to plan for that I know that, you know, second lockdown is coming, Andrea, isn't it? Yeah. And it's kind of, um, yeah, kind of finding those things that that kind of kind of work and do those things. So that's absolutely, um, absolutely fine. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to add there, Andrea? Yeah, in terms of, you know, we said that if any situation changes, then what you put on your wellness action plan can change. I know also that there have been times um, where something has really worked for me, but it stops working. So yeah. then I can remove that as well. So like you said, it's really flexible. And actually, you know, with the second lockdown coming, there's going to be stuff that we can't do anymore because of the restrictions, not because <laughs> it doesn't work for us. So it's really taking into account the bigger picture of everything that's going on. Absolutely. You know, yeah. yeah. And, and like you say, you know, oh, lockdown, restrictions, you know, things that worked previously when restrictions were lifted. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily that we need to go, well, I can't do anything, just going to sit at home. It's actually adapting them to the yeah. situation that's in front of us, isn't it, really? Yeah. So, Andrea, we've, we've talked a lot about wellness action plans um, and, you know, how, how they can be used. But what's actually involved in making one? I mean, what's your experience of, of writing a wellness action plan? 
okay, well, as I think we said before, I'd never come across one before I became a peer support worker and did the training. And, you know, in the beginning, I found it a little bit difficult because what I was actually doing was digging deep inside myself. And it's okay when you, you can write down the things, what you're like when you're well and the things that are going well. But I found it a little bit, little bit harder to actually draw on the things that that what what life is like when things aren't so great for me yeah it was a difficult exercise to begin with Mm. sort of about you but yeah I I know for me you know like you say it's really interesting at the point you write it isn't it so you know it you could be at a point where like I can't remember I can't remember I don't know you know and then it's thinking well is this the right point to be writing this and it, it possibly isn't and I know for myself um, I started it and I thought oh this will be fine I'll just get this done um, took a bit longer than I thought I had to kind of start it stop it and sort of tweak it and sort of add things to it and I remember taking it um, into work because like we've said this is something peer support workers do as part of our role and being really really worried um, and my supervisor going, why are you worried about this? It's because it's several pages long. And actually, I must be really, really unwell. And he had to point out to me, he said, no, Rachel, it's actually, it's where you're at in your recovery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're just starting out. So actually, there's going to be more stuff on this. There's, there's probably going to be more stuff that's difficult than other stuff. And he said, that's OK, because as you continue, and as you you know put these things into place you'll then review it and actually it will become shorter and actually it did so yeah same as you not heard of one before not really sure about it um and then kind of realized as i was doing it how useful it would be and actually how it was an ongoing thing so andrew all this talk about wellness action plans should we actually write one together yeah let's let's give it a go rachel why not Okay, so what Andrew and I are going to do now, we're just going to go through the questions that might be on a wellness action plan if you were thinking of um, of producing one. And like we said, um, if you just Google wellness action plans or if you look in today's podcast notes, you'll find some stuff that can help you sort of get started. Uh, I just wanted to say that you might be listening today and not really be at the point where you're ready to write a wellness action plan. Like Andrew has already said, you know, thinking of of these things is actually quite tricky at times that is absolutely okay um and it's also fine to like do like i did start writing your wellness action plan and have to take a step away from it because you're like well i can't think of anything else so like we said it's an ongoing document so or or however you you do it actually we'll find out later that it doesn't have to be a document but i'll hold that in there (laughs) kind of feel like i've I've ruined a surprise there andrew yeah. I spoiled it. Terrible. So Andrew and I are just going to sort of take these questions. Um, yeah, kind of like an interview as such. So the first sort of section of a wellness action plan is is thinking about becoming an expert about yourself. And I know that sounds a bit strange, but it's actually, you know, putting down on paper these things, having a good think about how things are. So we're going to do it where I'm going to un- ask Andrea the questions and Andrea is going to kind of share what is you know in her wellness action plan if with you Andrea yeah of course that's fine Rachel okay so the first question is what do you like when you feel good okay so I'm just going to start off by saying that 
I had the tendency to overcomplicate this and think, try and go really in, in depth. But actually, when I when I stripped it back a little bit, actually, when when I feel good, I smile and laugh a lot more for one, you know, the obvious things. Um, I, I'm around people a lot more. I'm more sociable. Um, my eating is generally a lot better. So I'm not comfort eating or reaching for crisps and chocolate. I tend to have, you know, a healthier balance. My sleep is a lot better. Um, I actually get out and do exercise, so I'm more mo motivated to do things. Um, my self-care is very good. So looking after myself and you know, being kind to myself. And another big one is I'm really good at budgeting my money. So it's not all about me and how I feel, but actually some of the stuff going on around me as well. Yeah, and you've kind of mentioned a lot of different things there, haven't you? Yeah. So thing, things that people might see, um, which is harder when we're in this kind of lockdown, isn't it? A situation where we're not seeing people. Um, but also, like you say, actually, when I feel good, I can manage stuff. I can, you know, can budget. I can think straight. So thank you for that, Andrea. So if you've got kind of people around you, you know, whether that's work, family, friends or what, what do those people do that supports you in being able to feel that way? OK, and this is another one that, that I could overcomplicate, but purely they're there to listen to me. They make themselves available, you know, and they they ask me, you know, is everything OK? And if they, they kind of hear in my voice that something's not great, they might prompt me a little bit. Um, you know, they they know that one of the things that goes wrong for me is maybe that I don't tend to eat regularly when I'm not great you know they'll remind me you know have you had tea today yeah you so don't skip lunch they're just generally sorry Rachel they're just right. generally there for me to support me in whatever way they can because all my friends and family they support me differently they each have a different role absolutely it's kind of it's different things isn't it and again that can be different for for anyone who's listening you know it doesn't have to be support in the same way sometimes for me it's actually leaving me be yeah leave, leave me be for a bit don't 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 do that um and, and that's okay so what can trigger you to feel overwhelmed or stressed okay now this is this is quite an easy one for me because it's literally anything that's out of my control so whether it's say a process change at work, we start to do something differently or uh, say one of my family members was to get unwell and there's no way that I could help them. Um, or suddenly they started the way I pay my bills changes. So I need to learn a new system there. You know, anything that's which sounds quite bad, but anything that that I don't know where I am with. Something yeah. out of the ordinary. Some something that can throw us, you know, particularly yeah. if part of, you know, keeping us well is actually having that routine, is you know, I pay my bills on so and so day, I'll do it by this. And then if something comes in, you know, and suddenly changes how we want to do stuff or, or you know how we've managed to do stuff then yeah that can be really stressful and again this is different for, for every single person you know for one of mine it's being too hot yeah. you know if if I, I don't do well in the summer unfortunately so if I'm too hot Oh, immediately, you know, I can be overwhelmed, I can be stressed. So actually, it's a variety of different things. And it really doesn't matter if it if it overwhelms you and if it stresses you, it goes in your yeah. wellness action plan. Yeah. So 
What are your early warning signs of stress? So if things are starting to trigger you, what kind of things should people be aware of? Okay, well, um, early warning signs for me, one of, one of the main ones is that I tend to cry a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so people will find me, me weepy. Um, my sleep is one of the things that goes to pot a little bit. So mm-hmm. I tend to, to have bad dreams and of the night. Me too. Um, yeah I, I mean another one like I mentioned earlier is eating so I don't eat regularly maybe I'll skip lunch um yeah I'm and not, sorry and Rachel, go on. yeah sorry uh, I don't know about you Angie but um it can also be sort of physical warning signs for me so I have psoriasis okay. and I have eczema and an early warning sign for me is actually my psoriasis will come onto my face so you can actually see it you know and um yeah again different things for for different people um i know possibly on my wellness action plan there might be quite a lot that is written in here because it actually stress affects you know people in a variety of of different ways so lots of different things can go in there thank you for that so how might your experience of stress and being overwhelmed interfere with your daily life okay well um when I become stressed, I over tend to overthink things a lot. So, you know, that can inter- that can interfere in the way that sometimes it takes me longer to do things or sometimes I need reassurance around certain things. Um, and then obviously, as I've mentioned a couple of times earlier, it affects my eating. It affects my sleeping. It affects how much how I'm connected to people. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll tend to withdraw a bit. So my life tends to look very different. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's almost, if you like, the complete opposite of what I'm like when, I, when I'm feeling and looking good. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's an interesting way to look at it, isn't it? When you're writing a wellness action plan and you might not be, you know, be, be able to think or it might be the other way around. You know, you might be able to fill in or how does stress affect me? Oh, I can fill that in, ding, 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 done all of that. And that can actually then conversely help you to think about, well, what am I like when I'm good? Am I the exact opposite of yeah. this? Or is there a tweak? Yeah. Or looking at it the other way around, you know, if you're at a different point in your recovery where answering what am I feel like when I feel good is easy, you know, looking at that, well, does, how does that change when, when things, you know, things aren't doing well um so when you're unwell is there anything that you forget yep definitely so when I'm feeling really low I forget that actually I've been here before and managed to come out the other side you know actually a a stronger version of me um I think that when I'm feeling unwell I forget that I'm loved and I feel very lonely and like I've got to face things on my own Mm -hmm. um I yeah, can forget and, that I'm sorry. I can forget that you know I'm intelligent. I can actually yes. think about stuff because actually when the fog comes down, oh my ability to think just disappears completely, and I forget that actually you know I can do this. So I interrupted Andrew. What was you going to say? All right, yeah. And I I think that I I just forget everything that I achieve on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that that we we. The stuff that that we forget that we do. So, you know, I, I've got a full time job. I'm running a home. You know, I maintain friendships. I retain I retain my family relationships. All mm. those things, you know, I've got hobbies. I, I look after my cat. So, yeah, 
it's all the you know the good stuff that we tend to forget isn't it absolutely um and thank you for that andrea so what we're going to do now is look at sort of the second half of um our wellness action plan and that's more about becoming your own therapist so it's looking very specifically in terms of okay so we've talked about you know how this looks like when things are, are good how this looks like when we're stressed what are my triggers what do i do this now is actually those practical things that actually when this occurs what do we need to be doing what do we need to think about and andrew and i are just going to sort of swap roles for this one so andrew is going to be quizzing me so over to you andrea okay so your first question rachel so for you to to stay well what are the essential things that you can do in your day-to-day life um for me it's having a routine um i love to-do lists do enjoy a good to-do list so for me um, like particularly in terms of work you know my day starts with looking at what I need to do and writing a list and just being organized you know that the list might be very long but actually I'm, I'm kind of you know nice nice and organized um, same for you when you were talking about food and sleep it's ensuring that you know I'm, I'm sleeping you know, how, however that looks, um, it's ensuring that I'm eating um, because <clears throat> like you've just said, when, when I'm unwell, I either don't eat or I live off chocolate and crisps. Yeah. So um, it, it's trying as, as much as I'm able to, to ensure that, you know, I'm, I'm having um, having decent food really is as much as I'm able to. So, yeah, kind of things like that. Okay, because I I suppose for me, this question is about then taking it back to the basics, isn't it? The Mm. essential things, you know, like we said before, sleep, eating, exercise, connecting with people. Yeah. Okay. so what steps can you take if you do start to feel unwell, Rachel? So for me, it's it's stopping and it's taking my foot off the pedal because I've kind of learned in my recovery that sometimes I don't pay enough attention. So, you know, when we were talking about, you know, um, those things were kind of would highlight that you were stressed. So like I said, my psoriasis flaring up on my face. So I've had to learn kind of the hard way, I think, um, to, you know, take my foot off the pedal, like I said, to stop and to assess and and to look around so whilst a to-do list is really helpful if there's too much on it for me I can feel overwhelmed I don't know the wood for the trees and I just get um it I just sort of get stopped so what I will do is reduce that to five items and it can't be more than five items so I do that um I'd be looking at you know my environment as well is there anything that needs to be tweaking um i know previously in my wellness action plan it would have said working from home so say if i was finding the office environment just overwhelming then i would be like right i'm going to work from home that's a bit trickier now in current circumstances isn't it uh andrew working for home for like months so for me it would then be tweaking that and looking at like okay um do I need to be ensuring that at the end of the day work stuff is put away put it away don't look at it it's not there so I haven't got the temptation to to you know to start working and to really up my self-care um and do those things you know that are nurturing to me um sometimes it's just to rest not do anything don't take things on talk really really important um yeah 
I don't know about you, Andrea, but I find it, like I said, I can find it difficult to acknowledge sometimes that I'm unwell. So I've acknowledged it to myself. Fantastic. I then need to go and talk to someone about it. Need to go speak to, you know, if it's work, be my line manager, talk to friends, talk to colleagues. Um, yeah, kind of stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, talking is definitely one that I would put as an answer to that question, you know, communicating with people and letting people know how I felt. Mm -hmm. Because uh, when I first became unwell, I didn't do that. So I know that's something that's important. Mm -hmm. Okay, so moving swiftly on to the next question. What should the people around you do if they notice you becoming unwell, Rachel? Yeah, for, for me, it's give me space. So the last thing that I will want is for someone to point it out to me because then I go full into fight mode I get very defensive and it's it's not much fun so it's it's kind of you know give me give me that space um what works for me really really well is something called take up time so it's when you know someone asks you a question and if I'm feeling unwell it could be the simplest of questions like do you want a cup of tea I can't give an immediate answer because my brain's frozen. So for me, it's like, ask it, but then leave it with me. So give me that take up time, give me some space, and then I'll probably go, yeah, no, cup of tea sounds great, thank you. But it, it's it's just one of those things that for me kind of kind of works well. Another thing um, is is kind of giving me something that's not focused on me. So okay. again, this has had to be tweaked under lockdown conditions and working from home. But when we was working in, in offices, it would be stuff like, Rachel, can you come help me with this? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to come for a walk? Instead of say, saying to me, what's wrong? Or, you know, come for a walk, you need to talk kind of thing. Because again, for me, it goes, I go straight into fight and it's like, I don't need to do that, please shoot. So yeah, kind of those, those different kind of things. Yeah, I, I noticed that was quite interesting when you said you initially like a bit of space. Mm. For me, I'm completely the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I like to know that people are there. And so yeah. I, I like that. So it just goes to show we're all so different. And one of plans are completely unique. Indeed, you know, and again, like we said, in, in terms of peer support and sharing our stories, what works for me doesn't necessarily work for anyone no. else, but it works for me. And that's, you know, that's what the important thing is isn't it is that actually this is a tool for us and it's a tool for us um in terms of managing yeah managing sort of going forwards yeah with no right or wrong answers absolutely it's just whatever you feel you need to put on there so my last question for you today Rachel is what can you put in place that can minimize your triggers or support you yeah so for me a wellness action plan um so actually having that in place and actually reviewing it you know we can write these wellness action plans Andrea can't we but if we don't review them sort of regularly and you know life changes things need to be tweaked and changed that actually it's then not going to be a useful tool for us isn't it so yeah being honest and open in that um like I said already kind of looking at things like um uh well to-do lists and um you know reducing those what works for me in terms of working from home is that once I've finished work is um, making sure my environment doesn't have work in it 
because I'm yeah. currently sat in my living room. So um, moving those different things there, ensuring that I'm sleeping, having pleasurable things to do and Great. doing yeah. them, you know, because if I'm in on this sort of treadmill of, oh, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And then, you know, just trying to find the smallest of things that can um nurture me um and yeah like i said before take my foot off the pedal it's okay it's absolutely okay not to be okay and it's okay to do all those things that i need to do in this moment so yeah is there anything sort of different for you in terms of that yeah i mean things that i can put in place because i know that um one of my things is not eating Mm. what i would generally tend to do is i know they're not great or all that healthy but I'll buy several ready meals so they're in mm. the freezer. And yeah. also try yep. Yeah, and I'll also try really hard to have like a bedtime routine to help with my sleep. Mm. So, you know, do do the things that I know that are gonna make it a lot easier for me to stick to the stuff that's not going right. Exactly. Yeah. And and like you say, you know, going back to our previous podcast on self-compassion, it's where we have that compassion, isn't it? You know, okay, ready meal. Oh, Oh, might not be the best choice that I can make. However, having those stocked up in the fridge or freezer, you know, is just something simple to to put in the microwave, put in the oven, put wherever. And actually, you're getting something into you, aren't you? You're getting some food yeah. into you, as opposed. To, and it's using that self-compassion of, I'm doing what I need to do in this moment to get me through. And when I'm over this dip or whatever you want to call it when I'm through that yeah I'll go back to you know eating healthily and stuff like that but at this exactly. moment in time this is what I've got to do so thank you for that Andrea it wasn't okay being quizzed there so we also kind of asked the peer support workers if there are any tips on using a wellness action plan and they came up with some really good things and the main one really is to find a way to make your wellness action plan work for you so as Andrew and I have just said these are unique things you know what works for me isn't going to work for other people or it might do and whilst we call it, you know, we have called it a document at times, haven't we, Andrea? But yeah. if it's easier to put your wellness action plan in a spreadsheet, post it on a fridge, share it with all the family, then do that. You know, do what works for you. Um, it might be easier to put it in a notepad along with quotes and photos that give you joy. And then it's easily to reach, you know, in a handbag or a back pocket. That way, you know, times when you need it, it's more easy to carry. Um, you know, instead of going, oh, wellness action plan, where is it? Or oh, it's on my computer. But I haven't really got the motivation to fire that up, so I'm just not going to do anything with it. You know, having it to hand in whatever way works for you. Um, Andrew, did you say to me earlier, um, or before we were coming on to, to, to do the podcast, are there apps you can have for this? Yeah, yeah, there are. I found several apps um, that I've downloaded on my phone. And actually, the questions that Rachel and I have just been reading out to each other, they come up and then you, you've got space to actually write your answers on there and for me I've got my phone on me all the time Mm. so it's so handy if something new springs to mind say if I'm sitting on the bus and I can just like pull it up and then I can alter it so yeah definitely there's definitely apps out there 
Okay, we'll make sure we put something in today's podcast notes, um, just in case that was something that you wanted. And it's also remembering, you know, to put your wellness action plan into practice and review it regularly. Remove anything that's no longer relevant or working. So, like we said, lockdown is is looming, um, or you might be listening to this whilst we're fully in lockdown. And it's then looking at it and thinking, okay, that was working previously. Um, restrictions are preventing me from doing this how can I change it for it to continue to work for me so like we said it's it's fluid isn't it and it kind of changes as as life does really so we've come to the end of uh, today's podcast thank you so much for listening and we've kind of looked at wellness action plans and how they can be used as a recovery tool. We've shared peer support worker lived experience of using wellness action plans to support recovery. And all this talk about recovery, Andrea, our next podcast will be looking at the stages of recovery oh, and how they fantastic. work. So it all kind of goes in together, doesn't it? Yeah, so you can uh, find out more information on uh, wellness action plans, including the wellness action plan apps that Rachel and I have just talked about in today's podcast notes. So you can refer to the wellbeing service if you're not already. Um, You can do that by self-referral and you can do so over our website or over the telephone. If you're currently having treatment within the wellbeing service and would like to have peer support, then please do speak to your therapist who can make the referral for you. Andrew and I would like to thank you for listening today and hope you'll be able to join us again for our next podcast, which, like I said, will be on the stages of recovery. So I'll just say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please do subscribe. It's free and means the podcast will automatically download every fortnight. Do rate and review Mental Health and You and follow our social media accounts that are all in the show notes. And more than anything, look after yourself.